0: Hi
1: everybody and welcome <laughs> to a Corey Graves Michael Cole saying tables ladders and chairs oh my over-undering was that a convoluted uh segment of a sentence I think it sure was uh man we're gonna be doing the getting what we want audit my God, who doesn't love a good audit? Matt, we're going to talk about Kenny Omega. Oh, Omega jumping ship to Impact. Matt, it looks like it's real. He's going to be at a pay-per-view. Matt, there's more. Kyle O'Reilly uh, putting in his bid for Match of the Year, you little rascal. We already put our votes in. Now we got to re-tabulate everything. man. it's an episode of the Brothers of Discussion. We're going to talk everything from Jackson Reitner, shockingly, still having a job. Who knew? We're going to get you geared up for the final pay-per-view of 2020. Yeah, fuck you, 2020. And, Matt, I don't know if you dug into the notes, but your dreams are coming true. A physical
0: WWE Hall of Fame
1: is being built. Matt, I can't wait to talk another hot, tasty, spicy
0: cold Red Mountain Dew Field episode. Matt, how are things at the Casa de Ed? Uh, they're doing great. Uh, yeah, I actually didn't see the hall of fame thing. So, uh, I'm excited to talk for three hours today. This is great. Um, no, I, I, I thought, uh, it was, it was pretty important to talk about the, the two year anniversary of getting what we want. Uh, we've also got tables, ladders, and chairs, so it's just, we can't avoid the Winston I wore. It, it's just, it's never ending. Uh, so yeah, Matt's pretty sad right now that he didn't go grab a soda. Um but luckily he did his latte with the extra shot. Uh so that that's Ooh. that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna be uh fueling so, <laughs> next uh, before we next get into three it three man, I just have a quick question for you. Today we did
1: get snow in Michigan, where we're broadcasting from. I did wear a winter hat. Matt, how is the winter hat hair looking on camera?
0: Uh it doesn't look like hat hair at all. Uh I I feel like you just want me to compliment you and how your uh, hair
1: looks. Whoops. I guess I got a free compliment.
0: Man, uh, yeah, no, where uh do the beautiful at, people find everything. Brothers and like such Mike wanted me to talk about how his hair looks like hat hair. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening through the podcast later, I apologize. <laughs> this is the hair. He, he looks like he gelled it up and has like a nice matte finish to it. Uh, that's M A T T E. So, yeah, good on, good on you, Mike. Thanks for yeah.
1: Oh, oh no, oh. was I wearing a hat today? Oh no, it, it's so disorderly. What happened? <laughs> I mean, whoa, oh! oh! <laughs> Jesus, Matt, you need like a Baron Corbin buzz, I think.
0: I mean, yeah, like I'm going I'm pretty close to Barry Melrose at this point. I uh I did bun it up the other day to uh my my <laughs> wife's dismay. Uh, she, she was not thrilled about that, but I just wanted to see if I could you know, do it. You know, what you look like what I imagine
1: uh Wolverine looks like underneath that yellow, black and blue mask. With well, well, like my hair man. out here. It's just <laughs> <a> mad. <laughs> <mask>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. form fitting to the old wolverine mask there. Exactly. no yeah. i was uh i was thrilled that the winter season started because uh, i was starting to look a little ridiculous actually because my hair would puff out under my ball caps so having the net the net cap on top mm. is uh it really keeps everything down and, and squished down there but yeah I'm, I'm totally uh i've got the mullet I, I it's it's there i i just need to Cut. Well, if, I, the, if I cut down on the sides, I've got my mullet ready to go. I mean the rest of the hockey of it, podcast. I thought maybe
1: you had a like a heel turn coming, like a Sami Zayn, you know, every time you change your hair, that's a character change. So
0: Yeah, I mean I could be what heel I have gone through like dead Matt, so now this is just unemployed Covid Matt, I think. <laughs> he's he's a little more depressing. Uh he's he's gonna have this uh, think help
1: and, even, uh, like, like bulk cereal, man.
0: Yeah, I think, what is it? BetterHelp? Is that the new app that uh, everybody's using? Um, I am getting a ton of notifications, and I'm pretty pissed because the, the system is supposed to stop notifications while we're recording, so there's going to be a lot of beeping and booping the whole time, uh, I guess, that we're recording. So that'll be fun. Any uh I apologize for that, everybody. just realized that that's going on. But, yeah. Uh, Mike uh you want to make sure uh, you, you you usually give me this opportunity to transition into uh, where everybody can find us. that's at theD podcast. On twitter. Uh, we are the brothers of discussion on uh, our YouTube channel. We highly recommend checking that out. Uh, we uh, we are posting both uh, this show and our Red Wings rant and uh Mike we had uh, the first beaten it with the blush boys <laughs> appearance on the YouTube channel uh there's more to come in that regard so you just you just use that sentence there's more to come use the name of the group beating it with the blush boys it's uh it's a video game show so yeah uh there's more to come in regards to beating it with the blush boys Uh, if you uh tuned in yesterday to the youtube channel you got a you got a brief taste uh we did some some testers as uh our, our good buddy brent uh, and I went through the new Warzone maps, so, uh, so something to check out over on the YouTube page. We uh, we came in second place on our first try on the new Warzone map, cool. so we are pretty stoked. Uh, so that, right, so much more. Uh, you go check that out on the YouTube page. If you could do us the favor, head on over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review. Does the best thing for us in the show. We've been mentioning it uh, now for 160 episodes. Mike, welcome to episode 160. Uh, we're, we're 40 weeks away from celebrating episode 200. What a, <laughs> we should start cranking out these shows daily to hit episode 200 and have a huge guest, but, um, you don't,
1: you don't have to do that, man. There's no integrity in wrestling.
0: Just Bill Goldberg. It. Oh, that's true. <laughs> we'll be at episode 200 next week, everybody. So tune in. <laughs> uh, it'll, it'll be fun. All right, uh, where where are we, Mike? You wanna you wanna jump into some of this wrestling talk because uh, we've got so much to talk about. We already wasted eight minutes just jibber jabbering.
1: Um, yeah, let's do it, Matt.
0: You brought right. this up earlier.
1: You were very excited about this. You posted a real video, Matt. It is the two year anniversary of uh, WWE stock plummeting, uh, viewership going down the toilet, and Triple H, Vince, Shane, and Stephanie trotting out into the middle of the ring and saying. We're gonna give you guys what we want, what you want,
0: Matt. And, and Mike. Make sure you let me know if you do if you hear zero audio because uh, you are my you my go to on this. But yeah, uh, uh, nice, no
1: here we go. Uh, we don't uh, have this. Video. Okay, I didn't the... hear anything on that
0: one. You there? You go. And <laughs> more importantly, we're gonna give you what you want. All hey, right, give us what we want.
1: Something new. Something fresh. In the coming weeks and months, you will be seeing new faces, new superstars, new matchups. As of now, you
0: are the authority. All right. Mike? We are we were declared the authority at that point. Um what a, what a verbal, what a verbal Trojan horse that was. Somebody uh somebody just posted on Twitter too the um uh the new superstars they were referring to, uh EC3, uh Lacey Evans, uh, uh we had uh, heavy machinery, um who else? Nikki Cross, they were all they were all featured as their Coming up to the main roster. Oh, uh, Lars Sullivan, obviously. So, just yeah. a, a who's who of uh, giant uh, titans of the WWE industry at this point. <laughs> uh No, I mean, obviously, uh, we just in, in, in that regard. But, uh, Mike, I mean, even the people that got their chances, uh, I, I would say Lacey Evans probably has, has had the best WWE career since that was announced. But even Otis was given the money in the bank, and they were too afraid to let that continue. But um, let's uh, let's I mean, go back. Let's go. Let's go macro. Let me set this up here. Yeah. Uh, being the two-year anniversary, uh, being that the ratings for Monday Night Raw uh, again were they, they they broke records two years ago. Mike, in regards to ratings, they broke that record again this past week for the lowest Monday Night Raw rating. And and we're talking about the entire time it was declining. All right, I guess with the way my cameras working, it was will want to go like that. But uh, it, it's not like decline. it's on a sharp
1: decline all the way.
0: <laughs> well, it's not, I mean, I mean, my, my point is um, it, it's, it's not that that number is also, you know, was like the lowest number this past week. I mean, that record has been broken week after week after week. Like even after that announcement, there still wasn't like a comeback. The ratings just continued to drop. Now a key element of that. Is people don't watch TV the same way they used to. So much much along the line of we've been talking about uh, NXT and AEW, the ratings are dropping because the habits are not the same. So you're comparing apples to oranges when you say, Oh my gosh, look how low the ratings are compared to the <laughs> the you know Monday Night War or even two years ago. It yeah. literally changes every day. The the, the skew uh, for the younger generations, uh, and, and every day there's a new TV viewer, and an old TV viewer dies off. Um, <laughs> that's that's just the long and short of it. So that is that is the truth that has to that be. sounds mixed like somebody who uh,
1: worked at a cigarette company. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> but uh, besides, besides that, I think there is still something to that discussion. So I want to add the asterisk to it. But there's something to breaking the record week after week for, like, lowest raws. Or, or at least month after month, you've got a new low that, that comes on in. So, Mike, macro level, would you say, without us dissecting too much, did we get what we want? Yes. Okay. I, I, uh, I, I'm I was also going to throw university. in that...
1: I'm almost universally uh, happy with every champion. It took two years, but every champion and the main event picture has been solid for almost since the Royal Rumble, I'd say all the way through. Um, So as far as getting what we want, I don't think it was ever about, (laughs) I needed, I needed Tucky in the main event. That's okay. If you know, he's not a main event guy. Um, it was just about storytelling and making it feel like, uh, you know, that there was a plan going on. And it, it, to me, it, it did feel like they, they did that this year. They, they at least accomplished it in 2020. Um, as far as like getting what we want, I think ultimately the one thing that they're, I, I can't believe they're not utilizing the AEW market research and seeing that a two hour program uh is doing as well as all the you know uh broadcasts that wwe you know produces monday wednesday thursday friday in addition to documentaries and you know their own creative content you know less is more and in a time when people would rather just watch a highlight video or a clip or do a TikTok. WWE is doubling down It's saying, nope, we're still going to do a three-hour show, and then a one-hour show, and then a two-hour show, and then pay-per-views in between. Oh, and don't forget NXT UK. So, if, if they really want to give us what we want, I think it's just a little bit less, because, you know, the absence makes the, uh, the heart grow fonder. And instead, they just want to oversaturate it and, you know... They're just trying to get it to a point where if you happen to turn on a TV any day of the week, there's a likelihood you're going to see something wrestling-related, something WWE-related. So, um, yeah, creatively, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the product. Let's um, just give me a little less.
0: Yeah, and I, I really thought I'd be sitting here trying to convince you because, uh, I mean, we're, we're just a couple months away removed from when I wrote. Uh, this This feels like the renaissance of WWE champions. Um I just what what's funny is I, I saw the post of this video uh, earlier this week, so some people got all the Twitter traction, even though they were uh, about four days ahead of time when the actual uh, anniversary was. But we're here on the day, so you guys, uh, you pat us on the back. But <laughs> uh, point uh, the point was like it it got me thinking immediately. My my gut reaction was ha, what a joke they told us we were gonna get what we want. Um, Mike, I mean, if we looked at the the guys that we've wanted to go into the championship conversation, Mike, your favorite guy over the last couple of years is Otis Dozovich, and he held on to the Money in the Bank fudging briefcase for months. Now, he doesn't have it anymore because they got scared, but it's not like if you give the Money in the Bank briefcase to the Miz that that's a bad choice. I mean, that was something that if that happened at the time, I think we all would have been cool with because we're we're all in love with the Miz anyway. but i i think we all did jump the gun i think like and i'm i want to admit that was my gut reaction was what a joke we didn't get what we wanted but on like that further journey i think absolutely there were ridiculous things that happened um i mean there's things we could talk about right now that you know we're disappointed with how the retribution is turning out um and and there were a lot of uh, lost jobs, and that's maybe something that we want to come back and talk about. But I, I think we, we would want to focus on creative in this conversation. And honestly, I mean, pro wrestling is tough. Um, and when they give themselves this job of trying to tell, you know, eight hours, sometimes like 12 hours worth of story in one week, that is going to be very difficult. And a lot of it is going to be very bad. But if we can look at the types of people that I, I wanted to see in the championship conversation, I can't be disappointed with the fact that we've been treated to Bailey, Asuka, Becky, and Sasha trading <laughs> the SmackDown and Raw women's titles. Right. Uh, I'm definitely stoked about Drew McIntyre because, I, shoot, I accidentally... <laughs> I, I'll say this. Like, Did you call was, your
1: wife McIntyre? Huh? Did you accidentally call your wife Drew?
0: So, I, I was trying to get you another uh, Christmas present, and to get a discount, I needed to get another item. So, I said, Ah, oh, fuck it. I'll get another McIntyre t shirt for myself. Now, Mike, <laughs> your gift was actually a pre order. Uh, so, Ooh. I'm going to get my new McIntyre t shirt tomorrow, and your mm-hmm. gift won't be here till maybe February. So, um, yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> So Matt's got another McIntyre T-shirt on the way, but I, I just—I guess what I want is everybody to sit there and ask themselves, like, reassess this situation. Uh, Mike, I mean, this—this this is a WWE that has a top storyline that has nothing to do with the WWE or the Universal Title, uh, it, and that is the fiend in those storylines. I yeah. think if you want to look at this company, maybe we just write them off as not a tag team wrestling company. So that's that's where there's a major disappointment in regards to champions. Uh, maybe not who they've selected as champions, but the story that's uh, that's told behind uh, whatever they're back.
1: there are there are no contenders. It's literally just the New Day and then the Street Profits. There, right. there's nobody. There's there's no formidable foe for either of them.
0: And I, I just want to for each other. And I, I want to run through the list here because one of the things I, I was holding back on because uh, I think. Um, Boy, I want, to, I want to give everybody their due here. So uh, Dan Brown, he's at Lions Games YT. The Good. Roman Reigns turning heel. Absolutely, that was a good move. Um, now, the bad, he said, uh, lack of new challengers for titles. Uh, always the same, such as Randy Orton. Uh, but, I mean, to go against that, though, he did bring up Jay Uso was one of the challengers. So I i would say, especially while we're watching like NXT right now, Hey, I mean, Mike, we just watched Pete Dunne and Kyle O'Reilly give us a match of the year for uh, a number one contender for the NXT title. And you definitely can't forget NXT, even though they brand it as NXT. Still a WWE product, so we can't right. forget that. That is still a banger. Uh One of our good friends at Neon Ghost 41 uh, also known as Venus Blue, Uh she brought up Kofi Mania and Daniel Bryan came right after that announcement. That was gold. Now, the negative... Was Kofi uh, losing the title? But even to that end, like, I think the change there is we just give Kofi, like, an honorable loss. Um, also uh, put out their bad booking, uh, putting themselves in a, in a corner for Seth and the Fiend. Um, and that goes back to should the oh. Fiend have just been doing his revenge tour. Uh, I'll run through these a little bit quicker, though. I got to stop this. Oh, yeah. Um, we have uh, Mitch Germain. The good is uh, Casey Catanzaro in the Royal Rumble. So that's just one good thing that they threw out there. Bad, uh, pushing Charlotte over everyone. Um, and that, see, and, and I think the point of me bringing that one up is is that one's not that bad. I think there's worse things.
1: I, I um, want to know if that guy was in, uh, was he at the Rumble with us? Because it feels like he wrote that one. Uh, back in January, because I, I, I felt that way that night, but now I've kind of, you know, moved on. Um, it kind of felt like Charlotte should have won, though. Now, hey. in retrospect.
0: Right. Uh, and we've got uh, Jolly Guy Dave put in there. Uh, he, he did like the no rematch clause, but his negative is also the no rematch clause, because he thought at first it was storyline, and now it's just it's gone away, so now it means nothing. There's no purpose to it. Uh, we have Aaron Walker threw in the good was the Drew McIntyre push uh, as the top baby face and the bad. Uh, I, I would say I'm going to his was having Goldberg go over the fiend. I, I would just say any involvement of Goldberg in a championship conversation. And we've talked about that ad nauseum uh, in regards to Sting coming back and how we think that's yeah. going to be booked properly. So the bad. I mean, there, there was also like the, uh, you know, different brands could come visit. Was one of the things I saw posted online by by our buddy uh, Mr. Warren Hayes. Uh, he he had a pretty good list. Um, like some of the ideas they tried to do to to bring people to the show. I think those ideas, something like the twenty four seven championship, that I I don't. I, I think now it's kind of you know run its
1: run its course. But I do like the idea because I think people really used to trying... get a kick out of the hardcore championship. And now right. it's just kind of like they're not sure what to do, so it's just, you know, Akira Tozawa, and, you know, you get Truth getting a cameo on Monday Night Raw or whatever, but, I, you know, at the time, I, I kind of get it. Yeah, and I just... I, I it adds just... that spontaneity, and, um, you know, it could just happen at any time, so it, it, it added a little a little tweak to the, you know, three-hour show. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I, and I know we have so many topics to talk about, uh, but I did I did promise everybody we were going to talk about this. So I, I think even going through that list and asking uh, the Twitterverse to like give us their opinion, like what really went wrong here, and and again, it's just further assessment. It's 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 going into the weeds and figuring out what really went wrong. And now we look at the where the champions lie right now, where the stories are right now. I think again, it, it's just going to come back to there's too much. Because when we point out the bad, it's because we're trying to fill out almost 12 hours of pro wrestling. And really, we just need four or five hours tops. And if that was the case, then our main conversations or our main storylines would be our championship storylines that we're in love with, you throw in The Fiend, and then you probably have more focus on the tag division, and then that's not a, a topic to, to run down. I, I gotta say, it, it's probably that's
1: probably the long and short of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, the NFL, I mean, they're branching out into other days, but I guarantee you the biggest day is still going to be Sundays. People just staying and picking that time to watch their game, you know, for a couple hours and, and not <laughs> trying to do every single effing night. Um, but, yeah, I, I think overall it's it's been better. Um, I, I don't know why the um, – there's this continued, determined, stubborn stance to just keep creating, and um, like having those these marathon wrestling sessions every week. But you know, maybe you know when the old man dies, we'll get it figured out. But man, we can move on. Um,
0: well, we got to no, throw out real quick. Uh, we are getting uh, some some uh, feedback from. We've got Amy who's throwing out there, uh, and Amy, thanks for checking in. Uh, I wish they would get serious about the women's tag division or just nix it. Uh, that is a great point. And, th- and I'm going to bring this back to our to where we were wrapping up, Mike. And then we also have um, at Mr. Genosuke, also trust no one improve is his uh, is, is name on Twitter. Wow. Uh, he brings up, uh, you know, what we were mentioning was facts about the Kofi squash and then uh, the Fiend Revenge Tour. Uh, basically, he threw out there, if he wins the belt, he should dominate for a year. Um, which is, is right along the lines of where we, we thought, you know, finish the revenge tour, then become the, the most dominant champion in WWE. Like that could have totally worked. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit, I'm going to do like a, a whammy button here. We're going to, we're going to bring it right back to what we said. Cause you bring back Goldberg. Cause you feel like you need to fill out another main event match. Like you feel like you need more star power. You bring in the women's tag division Uh, where either, like Amy's right, either focus on it or just get rid of it. And I think they threw it in there because they just wanted another championship uh, to fill out their time slots. I think they just wanted something to go to when they wanted to freshen up the storyline or just try something else. I I don't think they went into it with a lot of thought. And I think it just comes back to the idea that this is just them trying to spread out more wwe into these 12-hour weeks and again normally not 12 hours but i'm throwing in like if it's a pay-per-view week you have a lot of wrestling to watch yeah
1: Um, that's
0: that's why i wanted to bring those up because i think they are fantastic points they're more negatives but i i also think they just come back to the idea that if they were more focused if they had a shorter amount of space to fill pro wrestling wise like the, the problem is they're too big they got too they're too successful so USA just can't get enough of those top ratings, I guess, in that, in that realm of where USA sits uh, in comparison yeah, to other
1: uh, channels. Uh, uh, like with what USA makes, I, I don't know if it's kind of like that theory where um, like the paranormal activity, the movie, right? That costs like, you know, uh, uh, a handful, like a sack full of quarters to make. And it made, you know, $100 million, and now it's a franchise. So it's kind of, it's almost like wrestling is the horror movie of uh, cable TV, where it's really cheap to produce. You just get a ring and a couple guys, you know, oiled up, mostly naked dudes, let them bump meat. And, uh, you know, that's three hours of programming. We got to get those Snickers ads out. All right, let's see another four hours. WWE, what do you got for us, huh? Uh, <laughs> so. Um, The only other thing is, Amy, I didn't want to have your your point just go out into the wind. Um, I really was uh, intrigued when they gave Shayna, who I love, I bought the t-shirt, and Naya, not my favorite wrestler of all time, but um, I get what they're doing. You know, she could be the monster heel, and I I really wanted them to double down and just kind of pummel the division until, um, you know, some you know, out of the out of the embers, you know, some some new wrestling tag team would come up and, you know, finally overcome Shayna and Nia. But it just seems like, well, these two women are dominating and uh, they're just going to mostly do singles matches for a while and beat up poor Lana. So I, I don't know. (laughs) I thought maybe Mandy had a shot. They broke up the Iconics. Um, I think what it was really going to be was uh, Kyrie and Asuka. And obviously that's over. So (sighs) <sighs> yeah, yeah I, I, I wish they'd give it another shot because I, I love watching Shada matches they always seem that um um i almost want to call it shana strong style <laughs> where it looks like real violence is happening to the poor uh victims oh i miss our kabuki warriors too if you check usually there's t-shirts are on sale uh amy per- perfect time to go buy one um but yeah um I guess that was the end of that point. I, I just wish that they'd, um, actually do some tag matches. For and I. Right. Um, no.
0: And I think, I, I, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. Like we could, I, I know you said, uh, you didn't want Amy's point to just go to the win, but I, I just wanted to keep that focus around the, you know, the, uh, did we get what we want? And I, I, Ultimately, again, no. that's another thing that Amy wants, and she didn't get it. But I think it just comes back well, to there's there's too much spread out in two, two yeah. many directions. But uh, Mike, you wanted to talk about uh, the return of burning someone alive.
1: Oh yeah, this will be a really quick segment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Randy Orton uh, setting ablaze Bray Wyatt while he was in a, a, a makeshift coffin, or it looked like a like a stagehands. Um gear travel box, uh, and I really want to throw him some appreciation, because I noticed how carefully he spread the oil on that box, so it wasn't near any of the creases where it would open. I don't know if you noticed that as well, but for me, I know he was burning someone, but it was a heartwarming uh, moment to think Randy did want to do this dangerous stunt, but also look out for Bray Wyatt's actual uh, well-being. So, i'm glad this is coming back i'm glad this is gonna be the uh fire we're gonna get a firefly light them on fire match uh this sunday i don't know how that's gonna go uh, neither of them are wearing jean right. singlets that you can safely light on fire um so uh we'll see i imagine one of the puppets is going up in flames
0: <laughs> yeah I, I guess we'll get into that later um and then, uh, Mike, you also saw that there's a WWE Hall of Fame in Orlando going up. Um, yeah. The,
1: uh, I, I'll tell you
0: about a point that can just blow away in the wind for me. Um, <laughs> well, I, you know, um, Rick Flair definitely had, I think he had his
1: uh, Tom Holland uh, giving away the Enders, Avengers uh, uh, movies moment. Uh, because he gave away, oops, we're going to build a physical WWE Hall of Fame um it's going to be in orlando um it's going to be you know probably adjacent to the performance center uh near you know disney world and all that stuff in orlando um and i i don't hate the idea i think uh you know we really enjoy the wwe network right because you could kind of hop into the halls of history and you know kind of learn about the legends and um I think yeah. it would be, a uh, uh, as somebody who likes going to museums, um, you know, like going to DC and learning history. Um, I think there's a, there's a real opportunity here, um, you know, to see a, a modernized, uh, historical look at, you know, uh, WWE wrestling and hopefully they can get the rights to expand a little bit past, you know, into the WWE, WWF, uh, WCW kind of, um, ownership and, Start building out, you know, uh, maybe a grand uh, wrestling Hall of Fame. Obviously, it won't start like that. WWE first, of course. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to see, um, um, I, I guess, some of the, I, I don't know if I need video or, you know, there's going to be interactive, um, um, you know, exhibits and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, if, if uh, they can take some cues from the other sports who have uh, little Hall of Fames, um you know maybe get you in the ring let you cut a promo let you meet uh uh you know Matt Bloom uh somebody like that you know uh i don't think that's a terrible idea at all
0: well there's also like at uh, uh at the same time this was news a couple weeks ago is the international pro wrestling hall of fame going up uh in albany new york so i i don't know if this is to compete with that if they have a bunch of guys that uh they want to make sure stay in the WWE hall of fame and don't go to the international pro wrestling Hall of fame. I, I, you know, who knows what's going to happen there. If there's any sort of relationship between those two, if things are going to go in one hall of fame, can't make it into the other one. Um, I mean that, that to me is more honest. I think something that would stay outside of the realm of WWE where it's, it, it's going to focus on pro wrestling and not be about WWE. I think that's where if, to me, if I know this interna- international international uh, pro wrestling Hall of Fame is is going up, um, and and the the first inductees uh, is uh, what is August two thousand twenty one, that to me seems you know more legit. That's the thing I want to spend my time on. The the WWE one just seems like we've talked about it so many times. We're one hundred and sixty episodes in. Um, that everything about the Hall of Fame is just it, it's another revenue stream where. You get the international pro wrestling hall of fame moving like that's what it's that's the entity that's the thing so yeah it's gonna need money (laughs) to continue to grow and exist but you know it's not it's not just about um yeah i think that that'll operate more like the museum that you want to see uh and that that's what i'd hope for i think with the wwe hall of fame it sounds kind of neat to like turn it into uh into a day like go visit the hall of fame and then go watch an episode of nxt get made you know down the road or uh maybe across the street kind of thing like that that would be a fun little trip but yeah i i just i still have the same problems with it i guess when i when i saw that you put that in there that's where that was the first place my head went uh amy threw in there uh it's basically a joke but it was cool being there in person when uh that wackadoo attacked bret hart yeah. So oh, as long as Amy can get, uh, Amy, we'll we'll see if we can get a video of just a repeat of that. So when you come into the Hall of Fame, maybe you can reenact it. They'll have a uh, you be Bret Hart. You put on the the leather jacket and you got to put on the sunglasses, and then they're gonna have some some guy run up behind you and tackle you, and you gotta. You
1: well, gotta I gotta hope people. that I can be the uh, revival portion, and uh, I get to see somebody get beat All up, right. and then I get <laughs> to just bare knuckle brawl somebody to death. Um, <laughs> No, I, uh, it's just that a lot of my memories are with WWE, and uh, I would, I guess, like to see both uh, Hall of Fame or museums. Um, the only reason I hesitate to go to the international one is I don't know what kind of permission they're going to have to show, like, you know, WWE-owned uh, property and highlights and stuff like That's that. So I would definitely want to see, um, you know, I don't want to see, like, blurred names and blurred, you know, WWE logos, and, you know, you can't really have the audio without the permission, but um, I do, I do wish that whoever, you know, curates what's going on in, in Florida, that they, I know that, I know it's a corporate entity, but just a little bit of honesty with like the ebbs and flows. So I I would appreciate that. Um, Matt, uh, let's do one other piece here and then we'll kind of get into the Wednesday night wars. Uh, I know people are all up in arms about um, some of the superstars getting sent down to, uh, back to Florida, <laughs> back to the performance center to go to classes that allegedly are being taught by Drew Gulak and Adam Pierce, uh, Adam Pierce of the, uh, Drew MacInfart fame. Um, he's going to be <laughs> teaching <laughs> promos to Keith Lee. I could see him teaching the MacInfart line to Otis. Um, and then, uh, basically some of the big guys going down, man. It's, uh Keith Lee, Otis, uh, Almost the uh, the gigantic sidekick of AJ Styles, Dabakato, and Mace from the revival. Um, I think we touched on it last week, but just kind of seeing the names spelled out um, and why they're going down, it it actually looks like kind of a positive. I think people are upset because we thought Keith Lee was kind of a finished product, and because uh, he 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 was such a, a known oh. entity in NXT, but yeah. He does look, on Monday Night Raw, it, you can kind of see it on his face. Like, he's trying to be Keith Lee, but he's also trying to kind of bend to what they expect at the main roster from a big guy. Um, so, if these guys getting set down, it just looks like they actually see value uh, in these people. And they want to make sure that they really hone the craft so that they can be, you know like a, an even larger success. So I don't, right. I don't see it as a negative. I actually see it as a big positive for uh, Lee and, and Otis um, especially.
0: Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point. If, I mean, if it was something where they didn't see any hope, these guys would all be gone. And I think they, they do see, you know, that I guess, yeah, they, they've already established or, or placed a, a, a value point on them. And uh, I think that would, that would be the, the, the time where it's a crying shame is, is if they all lost their job. Um, like that's, that's the point to complain. I think if they're, they're spending more time to make these guys um, better, whatever they think is better. Uh, I, I think that just means, yeah, they, they could have easily given up on them and they've chosen to go in a different direction. So um, yeah, that, that, in that regard, I, I completely agree. I, I'm glad you brought it up too. Cause that, that was another thing that, it becomes tough when you're on social media to just sit there, and uh, you've got the whole world that's angry about one thing, and do you just you you throw in your opinion that goes against the grain, and it pretty much just falls silent because you you gotta hope for likes and retweets, and basically when you come at it from like that sound or the the level headed <laughs> direction, and you, and you can find a positive and like developing people like uh, Amy and I talked about it actually just uh, direct messaging each other. Uh, and, and we threw in there like, I've never considered myself a finished product. And I, I always want to hear if, if there's a place I can do better. I think it, it's just one of those things like I, I bet all of those guys are fine with it. And they're like, absolutely, let's get better. Let's do whatever we can. And from the fan perspective, I mean, now you're talking fans right now now you've got people that have invested time and money to know these people watch all their matches and it it goes back to like uh like the brand loyalty article i wrote it's just that i'm happy that they're supporting these wrestlers it's just you don't want to look silly for going keith lee's my favorite and now he's being told that he needs some more work like that's that's kind of where that that whole idea comes from and you start to back this guy and say no he doesn't need any development he's the best ever and it's it's more of a, a uh <laughs> i mean it's smarter people than me will will have the words to explain what the psychological aspect is of of that like why we hold these types of things so near and dear to our hearts and if somebody challenges it we would need to fight back um it's just that keith lee did such a good job at nxt he made so many fans uh that i think we we might blind ourselves to the fact mike you and i We've made fun of Keith Lee's promos. Um, so, I mean, it's something where we make fun of AJ Styles' promos, too. Uh, you know, it's just at this point, AJ's such a good pro wrestler. He can turn in those <laughs> dong shit promos. Yeah. I we're fine with it. I just think Keith Lee is also a great performer. But I think, like, AJ's advanced years, not that he's an old fart, but he's further down the line than Keith, that there's more opportunity for Keith to, you know, like, let's – Let's figure this out before we let it go too far. Let's see if there's something we can do now uh, before it gets out of hand or before we just say, "Okay, this guy's not a promo guy." Um, yeah, and- I mean, uh, I don't, I don't
1: know if anybody was uh, necessarily doing cartwheels when uh, you know before McIntyre got all shredded and uh, you know kind of honed his character. So if you're telling me that Keith Lee is you know, Drew McIntyre at his uh, initial appearance and we can hone him into a Drew McIntyre level superstar. uh, Yeah, that would be a titanic clash if they could figure out how to make Keith Lee an A plus to go against Drew. Uh, So I I wouldn't see it as a negative. The only thing I'm worried about is my beloved Otis. I can already see he's lost weight and it looks like they're going to ask him to lose even more. Uh, But he's so short. I don't know if that's a good idea. I thought the cannonball look was a good one for him. So. Um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see, uh, how that story progresses. But, uh, again. Uh, I think the consensus on Bod is uh, it's a positive for those gentlemen. So Matt, without further ado, Matt, we're already uh, we're getting close to that hour, so let's do it. We got the Wednesday Night Wars, where we do the uh-huh. top three moments of each show, and uh, include a, really a dishonorable mention.
0: We're gonna run through these a little bit quicker than usual, everybody. Uh, there's uh, we got a little baby that's not going to sleep, so <laughs> Matt's gotta go help that little baby. Oh, maybe it's a turn. Uh, this week, I got to say, I, th-
1: I think I lost. I think yes. even with the articles that came out that said uh, the AEW uh, uh, Nielsen ratings were through the roof, Matt, I think NXT won. Uh, especially when you have a Match of the Year candidate. Uh,
0: I, I think that, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. And It's almost uh, a couple weeks in a row we've gotten some Match of the Year conversations, uh, or at least a, a couple in the last month. Uh, but, yeah, Mike, you're number three for AEW segment for the Hashtag Wednesday
1: Night Warriors WNW. I'm going to throw this in there because I just like the idea of uh, they've always been called the Inner Circle, but we haven't actually seen them be the Inner Circle. Yeah. <laughs> the Inner Circle actually teaming up against uh, Top Flight uh, Best Friends. And the Varsity Blondes with Brian Pillman Jr., who, uh, man, he's... Uh, can't get some ass out there um he kind of looks like a like a late 90s wrestler with the beef but he's still yeah. kind of athletic um so give me more segments with that dude um and then of course uh you know mjf taking another opportunity to uh kind of steal the spotlight um you know steal the glory and uh i i'm uh it's my moment number, th- number three it's that's all it deserves um but it's just nxt was such okay. a superior show man going to be hard, but what was moment number right. three? No, it,
0: It's it's kind of sad when I have to cross off the list, but number three for me, and it, it gets uh, into the personal side because Thatcher's involved with this, but it's Tommaso Ciampa and Tyler Russ going at it. Tremendous match. Ciampa, again, just keeps doling out these uh, you know, I don't want to say five-star matches, but he, he does so much for everybody on this NXT roster to make sure that they get to you know, that they're going to go over, but the way that they're building up this feud and the uh, show of respect going either way uh, for Thatcher and Champa is incredible. Like these guys don't just like the bell uh, it, it goes off and the two are, are going into fisticuffs. It's something where they want to like it's almost like they want to teach each other. So it's just it's it's beautiful to see. Uh, but that that's where this becomes my number three, because you get a great match of Champa and Rust and then you get to mix in with that. Uh, more development of what the story is going to be with these two. And ultimately I, I I would say it's, it would make sense if they became a tag team after all this. Uh, but Mike, you're number two for AEW.
1: So I didn't think the, uh, I'll just, I'll just, I'm going to include it. I don't give a damn, man. I'm going to say the women's match. Uh, not that it was the greatest match of all time, but it's coming in at number two. It was big swollen Serena Deep versus Diamante and Ivelisse. Um, the reason that I liked it is uh, not just that it was competitive; that it actually got a commercial. They got a little bit of time to tell a story. Was that in the aftermath, uh, of all hell started breaking loose. Uh, Vicky Guerrero came out <laughs> with uh, Nyla Rose, um, and they were starting to pummel, pummel, uh, you know, the faces. And then uh, Red Velvet came out with a chair. Um, so I know a couple things, Matt. Obviously, there's there's no crowd thanks COVID. Uh, but and I know. <laughs> I know the people circling the ring are on the AEW pay- payroll, but there was a big, swell chant, and I was just like, "Thank God somebody is resonating with this this crowd." Maybe Cody will do that little GIF in the background and be like, "Hey, maybe we should give them a storyline or two. Right. Uh- um, <laughs> but outside of zooming into Cody's ear, um, the uh, I'm just I, I really liked uh, what I've seen from Red Velvet. I'm glad it's not just going to be one-off matches. I'm glad that there's some extra um, sideshow shenanigans for her to get involved with um, because she's impressed in the ring. So, you know, give her a chance to kind of, you know, do that extracurricular and be the theater part of wrestling. So please, please give, give Red Velvet a chance. Matt! Moment number two, next extra time. What do you got?
0: Any any other week, this would probably be number one, and that's how great of a show this was. But uh, it's Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm getting two different storylines pushed forward in their match and also getting one of their better matches. Um, doing some research, I saw that a lot of people are actually uh, – they're not huge fans of what this rivalry was back at NXT UK. I don't think I hated it as much as everyone else, and it, it, it was matches that I was excited to watch. Um but that being said, I don't know how you could continue to make that argument after uh, what happened last night. I, I thought these two put on a banger of a match. Uh, Tony looks like she's taken like leaps and bounds forward, and Rhea is just Rhea. But also, what we got is now Tony winning means she's prime position to fight uh, to face Io, and Raquel Gonzalez getting involved uh, and letting us know that that feud is not over was extremely exciting. So again, this is everything I want out of a segment. It is fantastic wrestling. Again, I think it's one of the better bouts that these two uh, ladies had, uh, going back to their feuds uh, back at the uh, uh, the Mae Young Classic. But um, yeah, to to put the cap around this, uh, this is also pushing forward two different storylines, two different feuds. One of them has nothing to do with the championship, which is what I love so much about this NXT Women's division. Is that they they give it so much time and effort and this is just another example of that to kind of go against what you just said mike uh and what's going on in aew but so it, because they do it well and they continue to do it that's where the applause comes in everybody knows what my number one's going to be um but mike your uh your dishonorable mention for for aew this week
1: <laughs> um it was kind of hard to do a dishonorable mention I, it's just because there wasn't anything like blatantly awful but it just didn't do a lot for me, versus Kenny Omega. Yeah. Uh, and it had its pluses, too. In um, back-to-back-to-back to back weeks, we got to hear Tony Schiavone say, Shit! It's Sting! And this week he said, Kiss my ass! So he did his best to get this match going again. But I'm, I'm just not feeling the Impact Invasion. Uh, I don't know if Omega really has... Uh, <laughs> he, he doesn't really have the pipes to tell this story on the mic. That should be Cody's job. Um I'd say the only uh, plus on this one is we got to hear a knife-edge chap on a microphone, which was pretty cool. Uh, but moment number one, man, it's... Gosh. Um, you know, every time you see, like, you know, The Undertaker entrance, right? You get to see, like, Shawn Michaels like getting up and crying. I, I'm starting to put every time Eddie Kingston is holding a microphone in those moments where it's like, just can't miss TV... And him calling out, um, uh, you know, Pac. Uh, now he's friends with the Butcher and the Blade, uh, the Lucha Bros, his former best friends, coming out to battle him. Uh, the Murder Hawk and Murder Hawk is now going to be part of a top storyline. Um, he and Pac are fighting to see who gets the first piece of Eddie Kingston. Um, I just the man, the personalities in this match are are so big that you forget that you're watching all heels battle against each other it's a three-way heel battle um and the rooting interest is just quality wrestling that's that's what we're rooting for um i don't know if i know wwe's kind of um double down on you know like shades of gray characters you know mm-hmm. um but to just see all these heels in aew just butt heads, um i i, I am giddy for the payoff match between Murderhawk, Eddie, and Pac. It's going to be violent. It's going to be evil. It's going to be rotten. Uh, I don't think anybody is leaving that match feeling good, uh, except for the fans. So I, I just... I don't know how I went this long. I I used to not eat shawarmas, and what a regret, what a mistake that was, all those wasted years. Uh, Eddie Kingston, for me, is the shawarmas of wrestling. All those wasted years, I could have been watching him on the indies, uh, just owning the
0: microphone.
1: And at least now I know what a wonderful man he is. Matt, your dishonorable mention
0: uh it's really hard to pick one because the show was great i totally get what they were doing here but i'm just gonna go Shotzi and indie because um it didn't do too much for me uh but I, that's all i can really say because it wasn't it wasn't really that bad it just wasn't my favorite segment of the whole night it's probably just just last place in a great night of pro wrestling but number one on nxt is easy uh i mean mike we got a, a match of the year candidates the reason why we didn't even start doing our match of the year is because we also have dlc coming up but um you know are we really going to get something there? Who knows. I mean, this was something where we got some, some fantastic Matt wrestling. And what's funny is NXT is really becoming the destination for like technical Matt wrestling, especially with Thatcher being involved and holy shit is Kyle O'Reilly versus Timothy Thatcher going to be amazing. But um, getting, getting back to what uh, Pete Dunne and Kyle just did uh, it made me go back and watch the old NXT championship match of Kyle versus Pete Dunne, which is, also a banger, and I highly recommend you guys go check that out. But, Mike, this one, again, just continue to show off how great Kyle is. Uh, you really hope that this this push is going to continue for him, that, that he's going to turn into like a baby face of NXT. Mike, give us some fresh uh, matches like Triple H was talking about WWE a couple years ago today. Uh, but on, on top of that, uh, it, it's also, you know, uh, or you know what? I, I also can't I can't forget to mention that tug of war that they did in the corner. (laughs) One of the coolest things I've seen. I don't know if you, if you've seen it yet where they have each other's arms and they're pulling each other's heads into the corners. They're on either side of the turnbuckle. (laughs) An amazing moment. And then of course the (laughs) knee to the back of the head from the top rope is such a great ending to the match. And it's so wonderful that the call is just a knee to the back of the head from the top rope from Vic Joseph. Like it really is. That's all that needed to be said. And that's the final blow to take Mm -hmm. out Pete Dunn. And again, moving forward, we're getting the storyline. I think we all want. And the storyline is, you know, Finn Balor won against Kyle, but he broke his freaking jaw. So this is where this story is gonna go. This this is fabulous. That obviously Pete Dunn at any time against Finn Balor is gonna be great. Well, let's see what happens with, with Kyle and Finn and uh, can Finn overcome uh, winning over Kyle and not being completely destroyed uh, in regards to his body, his jaw and his bones being broken. Another great, great story. Um, So that, Mike, again, I think uh, as we we normally like to wrap these up and just kind of say were we right in selecting who won the, the week? I think absolutely we were. Um, NXT really threw out two matches that were were match of the night. So they went one and two uh, in regards to uh, Tony and Rhea for me. And then uh, match of the year candidate uh, in regards to Pete and Kyle. So it, it's, uh, it's a no-brainer to me. But uh, I, I hate to do it to you, Mike, but we just got to keep rolling. Uh, Cause I can still hear her screaming away and uh, man, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble tonight, but uh, Mike, we've got uh TLC coming up uh, this weekend. So as always, we want to give everybody our, our quick hot takes. Uh, so let's start at the uh, bottom of the card, Uh new day uh, versus the hurt business. We've got the tag team match for the uh, WWE raw tag team titles. Um, this is going to be uh Shelton and Cedric versus Kofi and Xavier. Uh Mike, who you got?
1: I, I'm not ready to just change hands for the sake of changing hands. I, I still don't feel like Cedric and Shelton have been built enough where I'm, right. like, I'm ready for them to be champion. Um, and if they win now, I think just both of them look weaker. I still think you got to give the New Day the win um, as WWE, for whatever reason, continues to struggle to figure out how to build not a single tag team. We we've done that. We've done it on two shows, but to build a division for some reason, they can't, they can't get the pieces to fit. They can't build a division. So Matt, I I got to give it to the new day.
0: I'm going to say they, they gave uh, Cedric his signature win, which we've been talking about since the show started your, your pro wrestlers need their signature win to move up uh, to the next tier. I like that they did. They did that. And I think this is an opportunity for Cedric to do something great to get the win over the new day. Um, I'm going to change titles. Uh, the the Hurt Business are going over. Mike, we're building this tag division because the New Day are going to be fine. Uh, all right, so next, Sasha Banks and Carmella. Um, there's not too much I want to dissect here, but I, I just, this feels like we're filling out, um, we're filling up some space in the schedule. So Carmella's doing fine. Uh, I think uh, she's more focused on, on character right now. Um, you know, honestly, I I hope that her attire was her choice because I don't like that her focus of the character just appears to be a change of attire. Um, I, I don't... Yeah, but like, like, I'm not a huge fan of that, and I think it, it just would say that that's not enough of a change to say that she's good enough to beat Sasha. I think this is Sasha taking it. This really was just a schedule filler.
1: Yeah, I, it's... Um... It's a little bit like uh, you know, like when Moxley was recently getting uh, contenders for his championship, but they were so quickly built. Like you, you, you knew that the you know they didn't really have a shot at coming out on top. So, man, let me hot tag you here. What's the God best- damn it? Go, no. just keep what, running. I told you, I gotta go. What's the best case for Carmella after this match? Because she's not winning.
0: Uh, she's. I mean, they have to make some stories that have nothing to do with titles uh, on the main roster. Like we, we love the NXT women's division and it has to start at some point to, to look like that. Cause I even when they, they do do those they stories, stories, they just turn into something where it's uh, 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 schmas finishes and stuff like that, where they're, they're still struggling to give us non title matches that work out. Um, but yeah, that that's best case for Carmela that they're going to give her a story that has nothing to do with the title and she can actually just start winning
1: hopefully Corey Graves is not involved. Matt, uh we got a couple uh championship matches too um for uh our head of the table, uh Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman, of course. <sighs> Going up against Kevin Owens. Um <laughs> there's a uh zero percent chance of Kevin Owens coming out on top on this one. Um yeah. it's just For me, what I'm excited about is Kevin Owens should always be involved in matches uh, where there's opportunities for creativity. I'm very excited to see what kind of Tower of Doom he can build this year out of his tables, chairs, and ladders.
0: Uh, Like he did with uh, Dean slash John Moxley.
1: Yeah. um, That was one of my favorite moments. I think he went through like a stack of two or three tables over the turnbuckle. Yeah. but uh, I, you know he's got no shot of winning this one. Uh, man, what's the rooting interest for you in this match?
0: I think it's fun that this is the first like Kevin Owens is involved in a championship match, and I think we're all like, yeah, but hopefully Kevin doesn't win. Like, <laughs> it, it's good that they've done such a great job in telling Roman's story that uh we're fine now that Roman's just going to keep winning and he could be Roman Reigns. Uh, That's beautiful. Like this, yeah. this would be absolutely. It would destroy any momentum he has uh, to see Kevin Owens win, and that. That is so good to be able to say that finally in regards to a Roman Reigns storyline. Uh, it feels good. So, yeah. uh, Roman,
1: Man, absolutely. you'd ever be saying that, like, how much we loved Kevin Owens and how much we loathed Roman Reigns.
0: You know, Mike, I, you'd, you'd have to say that WWE gave us what we wanted.
1: <laughs> they made us like Roman.
0: Matt, so, um, just
1: for me and I, there's going to be a women's tag team title match. It's going to be Nia and Shayna, uh, Shayna my boo. Against Asuka, my boo-boo, and player to be named later. Uh, Doesn't usually bode well uh, when it's a player to be named later. Not usually the the best player you're getting in that uh, acquisition. I don't know if I want you to guess uh, who that person's going to be, but uh, I'm going to do it. Matt, is there anybody who could get picked to uh, parachute in and help Asuka, uh, much like Bill Burr did in the recent episode of Mandalorian. Just parachute in. Help out uh, Mando or Asuka. Matt, is there anyone who could hop in and get a win? Take those belts off of Nia and Shayna.
0: I mean, as far as I know, kyrie has been working for... She's still doing like WWE work. She's just doing it in another country slash continent. Um, so, there's still that possibility. If there's still... If they have a working relationship, she could come back, and that would um, it would be. I mean that that's I, that's the ideal, right? Uh, but I think there's fun. also the Mandy Rose stuff. What I would love is Mandy Rose to come out and announce that the Kabuki Warriors are back together. Uh, that would be that would be a fun way to do it, and have us all go, "Oh, hey, oh,
1: Great. Uh, That that for me would give like. Genuine chills if Kyrie Sane came out and helped Asuka uh, triumph over Nia and Shayna. There might be a tear shed on uh, my house over here. That's how beautiful a moment that would be. Uh, if that got, does we
0: got, happen, we've got new tag champs. If it yeah. does, anything else happens, it's Naya and Shayna.
1: <laughs> the rest of the field, it's Nia and Shayna. Uh, Matt, ooh, what if it's like Rhea Ripley? Ooh. <laughs> No, it won't be. Uh, Matt, we got a uh, Firefly Inferno match. uh, Bray Wyatt uh, with his little buddy, Alexa Bliss, uh, against uh, Randall um, Kevin Orton. I can't remember what his middle initial is, but I just, uh, only a few days ago, learned what RKO is also Randy's initials. Did you know that? No, I'm learning it too. Yeah, it's like Randy Kevin Orton or something. this match, <laughs> it's just you know Bray Wyatt has always talked about he doesn't really care about championships. He's always wanted the mystique of like being like the Undertaker. Um, he's done it. I, I am very excited to watch Roman. You know how we feel about Drew, but this is the match I'm most looking forward to. I can't wait to see what kind of weird shit Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton do, and somebody's leaving that match on fire. Um, I didn't. I think need- the- I didn't need a burn. I didn't need a burn mark. Um, but I- I'll take it.
0: Yeah, I think the interesting thing here too will be: is this a cinematic match, or is this just going to be like the old Inferno matches, and we're just labeling it a Firefly Inferno match? I, really, honestly, I want another cinematic match. I'm cool with that. Give me, give me cinema. Give me something like that. Uh, so, I, I mean, this has to be the Fiend too. That's my pick. Uh, and Mike, the final match: Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles. I think the better. Thing here um, is McIntyre's got to go over. He's got a better story to be told with Sheamus. This is filling out a schedule, but unlike Carmella and uh, Sasha going at it, Mike, this this has potential for some match of the year uh, quality because it's AJ Styles and AJ just brings it. And if you have one of my favorites, one of the best in the business right now, I have no problem saying that. And Drew McIntyre against one of the best of all time in AJ Styles it doesn't really, it doesn't matter who wins, uh, because Drew can always get the title back. He already proved that with his Randy Orton feud. Um, but yeah, this is, this is, this is just going to be so much fun to watch and I I can't wait for this one either. So, I mean, really you're talking about a TLC of a a pay-per-view I could throw away most years. Um, at least if I missed it, I'd be like, Oh shoot, I'll catch it later. This is one. I want to make sure I catch the moment it happens. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I took all the points away, but, uh, no, uh,
1: Drew, um, I think when they took the belt off and gave it to Randy, it tried to prove that he is fallible, and then when he won it back, it's kind of like, oh, so now they take him seriously. Like, he actually gets to defeat Randy and get his belt back. So, okay, cool. Um, I think with this match, there's uh, definitely a pretty, of all the other tag team, or tag team, of all the other title matches on the card, this is the one that I think has the best chance for a, a, a change if only because so many things are stacked against Drew. Um, he's already fighting AJ Styles. AJ Styles has a sidekick. Uh, there's weapons involved. And The Miz is on the peripheral and not on the card. Um, I don't know if they're going to burn the uh, money in the bank you know, as the last, last pay-per-view here before uh, the new year, but uh, right. I wouldn't be surprised. And uh, it would just kind of give Drew something to do and ultimately have a rematch with AJ at the Royal Rumble. So... I want yeah, I, to, I, but I could kind of see uh, all those obstacles getting in Drew's way for retaining.
0: Yeah, I wish I, honestly, everybody, I'm going to apologize again. I, I got to run uh, personal stuff coming up, uh, but we'll we'll be around on Sunday to chat live uh, during the show, so uh, this is going to be a hell of a night. I, I really think this this is really stacking up to be one of the better pay-per-views all year, especially if this gets rolling, Mike, and we get another like two-and-a-half-hour pay-per-view like we've been getting all year. I am super game for that. So check us out, everything else, though, at BODpodcast.com and brothers of Discussion.com. We do have our shop that's available on the homepage at BODpodcast.com. Just hit the shop button. It takes you right there. You can shop around. Get yourself some mugs and some T-shirts and some hats. Uh, no, no hats yet, uh, but there are some sweatshirts. Go check it out. And on Twitter, at BODpodcast. YouTube channel is Brothers of Discussion. You won't miss a thing if you subscribe. Uh, we're also doing some, uh, some live gaming, too, so check that out as well. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Sorry I have to run. I apologize. Have a good weekend.